Welcome. You are listening to the Soggy of Anne Furthermore. I've always wondered, ever since I was a kid, if I am the only one who has this. If there is someone else like me out there, I wish they would find me. But if they are like me, they are probably wishing I would find them. What would I want someone to say like me, to say to me? It's probably what they would want me to say to them. This is my poem to a pupil dysmorphia sufferer. You have nothing to fear but the whites of your eyes and your inking, overbanking, erasing your iris. Sunglasses, really? You think you can hide your black eyes in the midday, your soul dripping out from the torn window blinks, staining your stiff white shirt, death by dilation, reverse black hole of the soul, spew you. The only thing worse is the other curse, the aperture closing for depth of field. Really? You think they believe that? Your focal length stopped in slow click, cozy candlelight, your eyes a pinpoint when the moment comes and then no pen. For human contact, a pretend contact lens marked with a Sharpie, making a fakey smiley face pupil painted window into you while the real is sealed in blue cellophane shrink wrap. No air in there. was I thinking? What did they all hear in the live stream of my brain that was so upsetting? Am I so disassociated from my thoughts that I cannot distinguish between horrible and hideous, grotesque and egregious? Because these are the differences we are parsing, right? We are measuring bad against worse, worse against worser, unless I am superlative in a bad way, like the worst. What can I do? I'm getting as much help as I can get, or as much as they'll give me. I still think three sessions a day would be helpful, if only for the short term, you know, until I'm stabilized, like, say, in 10 to 12 years. My go-to at a time like this, of course, is shame. But shame is lame. Shame is lame, right? You love it? It's one of my sayings to help me remember my life scripts while bolstering self-esteem. Shame is lame. Okay, here's some more. Poking your eye in won't stop your lion. Hakuna Matata. Lose the stigmata. Get a grip, you hippy dip. Don't act out. Cry and pout. Ooh, here I like this one. The quilt of guilt wasn't built in a day. <laughs> Hair shirt itch for the mouthy bitch. I like that. That's good. Wash your foot before you stick it in your mouth. Okay, I also have a few that don't really make any sense, and yet they are somehow very effective when I say them with my inside voice. Save your dolly for your llama. I don't, I don't know what that means. You can shave your head, but you can't shave your brain. 
Be glad you're a sieve and not a shiv. I got a thousand of them. But seriously, I don't know what to do, what to think, what to wear, not like anyone cares, or where to turn for help. I'm lucky. I have a great team working on me, but still, it's not working. I wonder if I should try one of the nature therapy retreat things, you know, go out and do some honest labor, split wood, carry water, blah, blah. I've heard Dr. Nana and Tallyman talking about a farm I could go to, a farm for psychos, which I don't think is a very complimentary designation, even though I resemble that remark. I prefer a crazy house or loony bin, even funny farm, but psycho farm just sounds so harsh and dangerous, like there are mad cows running around and horses with shivs. So I went over to the desk and I said, Hey, Mr. Tallyman, I'm thinking about going to check out the psycho farm. And Mr. Tallyman, always the gentleman, pointed to the door in the far corner of the waiting room. Thar she be, he said in a fake pirate accent. On the door was the name Dr. Anita Samedz and the number five in gold. Let's do this. I walked right in and I said, Anita Samedz, please. And the nurse said, don't we all? I said, I'm sorry? And the nurse said, don't be, honey. I am here to help. I said, is this a psycho farm? And the nurse said, it is if you say so. You make yourself comfortable. I'll go get doctor some meds. I sat down and tried to understand how this office could be a farm. Then out came Dr. Samedz, a middle-aged woman with the most beautiful pupils I had ever seen. She said, you'll need a Samedz. I could not take my eyes off her pupils. No matter how hard I tried to look away, wow, would you look at those pupils? I said to myself, maybe I do need some meds. I was afraid to speak, so I just nodded and took out my cool plastic sunglasses that I got from the eye doctor and then saved in my purse for moments like these when I don't want anyone to see my pupils, lest they give me away. I put them on. Anita Samed said, did you have some trachacamai today? My driasas can be painful. Shall I dim the lights? Oh my God. I had no idea what she was talking about, what those words meant or what was happening. All I knew was that my own pupils were freaking out and I was having trouble breathing. What kind of accent was that anyway? Svanska? Swedish? I couldn't see a goddamn thing because of the dark glasses. So I just nodded, sure, and said, um, hmm. And then exhaled. She laughed, the most amazing laugh, as if her pupils themselves were laughing, those perfect pupils, which I could barely see through my dark glasses, but which I imagined were just right. You know, not too big and not too small, just right, and both the same size. And it's not like I'm just being weird or something, because as you know, evolutionarily and biologically speaking, bilateral symmetry is and remains a very attractive quality. Dr. Samed said, and furthermore, I don't want to make it sound like I know everything, but I have been waiting for your visit. I have heard about you from Dr. Nana and the esteemed Dr. Greybeard, whose presence was such a force in our community. I don't believe I am the only one who has made a silent cry for help just so I can hear his voice. He told me you need some meds. So here I am. He recommended I give you the highest dose possible of a very powerful drug, sinew on the market and still in trial. I said, yes, please. Dr. Smed said, you know this drug? Please, Ibo. It's still in the experimental phase. It's amazing the results they are getting. I think it may work for you. 
I said, you're giving me a placebo? Simed said, it's not what you think. Reverse psychology, placebo plus, statistical coin flip probability sauce. You take it two wrongs and they never make a right, but take two placebo in the morning and they might. Is it a ruse or a side effective, a sugary pill or a psychoselective? Maybe yes, maybe no, maybe more or less, maybe true, maybe false. Go on and take a guess. I could not myself. I said, it's wonderful, it's marvelous, that meds would care for me. Soft, nice, paradise, it's what I like to see. Smeds will help me, I've searched high and low. I will be your pupil, Smeds, tell me where to go. Then Smeds joined in. Smeds has a treasure map to fit your brain's description. Smeds has all the clues you need to find your soul's prescription. Smeds is the high host psycho farmer in the dell. Smeds fill the well with everlasting seroquel. If you're feeling down, Smeds in the hayloft. Pitching you a fork full of some tasty Zoloft. If you need a dosy dose to help keep your sustain, Smeds are filling up the trough in the pig pen. Uh, but if you are on trial and they deem that you are fit to try the new placebo and get what you can get. Take a hay ride past the pond to the gazebo. Smeds got you covered while you crush your first placebo. Ah.